Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Super Review Show's Mixed Bag, coming to you live once again from the JK. I am joined, as always, by my good man, Bill Murphy. What's going on, folks? Hopefully you're doing well tonight. And by the way, everyone, just a reminder, we the best podcast. We the best podcast. Take that, DJ Khalid, whatever your name is. Um, or Khalid or Khalid. I, I, I give up. I don't know. His DJ name. Khalid. We the best music. Yes. We the best podcast. They the best music. Okay, his music is really not that great. Um, They it's might really be the best music, but we the best podcast. Yes, yes, yes. So, uh, for those of you who are wondering, uh, what is tonight's topic? Bill, what is tonight's topic? Well, tonight's topic is sequels that we waited a long time for. Yes. And what that means is, okay, since last week we did the sequels that aren't as bad as everybody says they are, so we're sort of on the sequel train right now. Yes, we are. It's a fun train to be on. Um, yes, it is. So we're, we're going to be talking about... um. You know, sequels that we waited for, you know, a while. Mm-hmm. So, okay, and here's our criteria. Um, our criteria is ten years, but there is one that we wait. There is one that we're going to talk about that um, that we that is one year short of that, so that gets one extension. Yeah. But also, we are talking about sequels. We are not talking about and. Prequels too, I guess. Talk about sequels and prequels. We're not talking about reboots or spinoffs. Correct. Just strictly sequels tonight. And prequels, because once you think about it, they are kind of sequels. Yeah, they're just continuation continuations of a story. Yeah, that's all it is. Yes, but yeah, like I said, um, um, spinoffs and reboots. Not talking about that tonight. Nope. Okay, so what should we start with? Well, why don't I kick the show off tonight, Bill? Why don't you? Yes. So, anyways, um, so there's a movie that came out earlier this year in 2022. Are we going back to the danger zone? We're going back to the danger zone, ladies. Talk to me, JT. I will talk to you, Bill. So tonight's our first movie tonight that we that came out. The first one was in 1986, but this one came out in 2022. They delayed it a couple years because of COVID, but that's okay because we're talking about Top Gun. Maverick. Let's face it, Bill. This movie was just awesome. Oh, I had a great time. I did too. Movie. I I had a I we I did an in, out of the theater reaction video for this movie too, and it was awesome. Um, can, can we just say this, J- JT? Yes. Tom Cruise like never ages. No, he really doesn't. He looks. He's he, almost. He, he never ages. Yeah, he he still looks great for, to this day. It's crazy. But, but yeah, Top Gun. This is my first pick, though. Top Gun, because the first film was in 1986, and they, they were talking about a Top Gun two four. Ever, they were talking about it for a long time, and they finally got the sequel that came out this year in 2022. It's supposed to be 2020, but then COVID pushed it back even further. But I think it was a smart move for them to push it back after they shot it, due to um, the COVID release and stuff like that, because. They put out a great product. Paramount Pictures put out a phenomenal movie that really was a showstopper of a movie. Zone. Yeah, the danger zone, man. We 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 re-entered the danger zone. It was, it such was a, so cool. 
I saw it once in theaters. I just saw it once and I was like, this is just a great movie. A phenomenal movie. So fun, so entertaining, so awesome in so many different ways. Could not be any happier to watch Top Gun Maverick. But um, but yeah, the, the, this is kind of our premise for tonight. That's just an example of what we're going to be talking about. How the first uh, the movie came out maybe 30 years ago, but then they were they made a sequel and they released it soon. You know what I mean? So yeah, the um yeah, and you also know another reason besides COVID why they delayed the lease. Why is that the release? Because there were some of the flying scenes they had to reschedule, they had to do, and they were very complex. Yes, that is I didn't I, I forgot about that. Yep. So Top Gun Maverick is also that was an so the two reasons was say it with us. One, two, three. Thanks, COVID. Um, yeah. It was, you know, one, it was COVID, and then it was because they had to. Yeah, it was good. Sorry. Because they, a lot of the flying scenes had to be reshot. Yeah. And they were very complicated. Yeah. And so honestly, and they nailed it too. I mean, this was a, a a huge hit for a lot of people. Was it was it thirty six years worth the wait? I'd say so. And they even got Val Kilmer out of like retirement or whatever. Because you know what I because you know what I think it is, JT, and agree or disagree. When movies like this take a long time, they kind of like reintroduce them to a new generation, right? Like they kind of introduce um. They kind of introduce like the new movies to the new generation. Like, for instance, JT, I didn't see the original Top Gun till the day I saw Top Gun Maverick. Really? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Because I wow. thought, okay, I should go, I should kind of watch that first before I go see this. Yeah. And what'd you think of it? Which one? The, the first one before we saw the second one. I like the first one. Yeah, it was pretty good, right? You know what? I think I kind of like the second one better. A lot of people are actually saying that. A lot of people are saying that the second one is better than the first one, which I would say there's an argument to be made there. And they waited a long time to put out a product like this, but they did a great job with it, too. My God. Because you know what I think it is? It's between them. And you know who actually just saw? Because Top Gun Maverick has just been re-released. In theaters? Yeah. We might have to go see that again. <laughs> we have to go back to the dangers. Go back, back to the danger zone, huh? Yeah, back, back into the danger zone. <laughs> Away to the danger zone. It was also shot. The camera work was great. The direction, it was, and Miles Teller, everything about it. I mean, I walked out of there beaming with like a nine out of ten. It was that good. I was beaming. Okay. Yeah, but you want to know something? You know who actually saw Top Gun Maverick yesterday? Who? Our very own Dr. Matt Hemsley? Yeah, he saw it yesterday. He texted me. He liked it. Oh, good. For like, for, for the, but he saw it for the first time, though. Yeah, he said, I'm actually going to see Top Gun Maverick today for the first time. I'm oh, like, wow. oh, great. Have fun. That's... And then he and then he texted him, and then I texted him, and then said, so, what, what you think? And he goes, I liked it. He didn't see the first one, but Oh, he's about he kind of got got it. Yeah, I feel like just, just before we go any further, I feel like a lot of the movies we're going to talk about tonight 
uh, sequels that waited a long time or whatever, just, just long awaited sequels and stuff like that. Um, I feel like a lot of the movies that they're making now that are like 20 years later, 30 years later to a sequel to, uh, to a movie that like that are that are like, you know, came out in the 80s or 90s. Um, I feel like it's funny, Bill. I feel like they I feel like they're exposing these older movies to newer audiences, like you were saying, new to newer generations of fans, which is a, a brilliant thing, truthfully. Because I think with a movie like this, you and myself, we weren't even alive when. No, we weren't. When the first Top Gun came out. Yeah, and, we were. Yeah. But no, I think it reintroduces it. Like, and but you know what? I think like the difference between the first Top Gun and this. I feel like the first Top Gun was more of an action movie. Well, Top Gun Maverick is an action movie, but I feel like there was a more of a, it was kind of more of an emotional connection story when you have. Oh, sort of, yeah. Maverick and um, Maverick getting, um, you know, trying to, you know, get trying to mend things with Goose's son. Right. So, yeah, I think it's kind of a, yeah, but I love that scene at the bar when, when he like has to do or say something and then he ends up buying the whole bar drinks. That is so funny. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah so this was the, we had to wait a, uh, a while between these movies. And look what it, it paid off. I mean, Paramount, Paramount Pictures needed a hit for a while, and they really got it. So, yeah. So, yes, that's the first one, I guess, huh? That's my first pick. Do you want to go next? Do you want me to keep going? Um, I'll go next. All right. What do you got? You know, JT. For this one, we are starting off in a galaxy a long ago in a galaxy. Far, far away. Far, far away. Which one are we talking about? Okay, we're going to start with the... Um... Yep, we got to talk about it, folks. I'm sorry. The prequels. The first... Okay. The first, okay, this was the, all right, this was the, The Phantom Menace was released in 1999. I was one years old. I was five, and I remember that, guess where that movie was? Everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah. And because this was the first Star Wars movie in 16 years. That's a long time. It's a long time. Since the return of the Jedi in 1983. So we had to wait nearly two decades for a for another Star Wars movie. Um, okay, so why did we have to wait so long? 
Well, here's what happened. While writing the Star Wars film, thank you, Wikipedia, Lucas decided the story would be too vast to be covered in one film. He introduced a wider story arc that could be told in sequels if it became successful. He negotiated a contract to make two sequels, which were, of course... Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. Yeah. And the trilogy's final episode, Return of the Jedi, Vader is redeemed. Okay. Then throughout the 80s, Lucas said he had no desire to return to Star Wars and canceled the secrets the sequels by the time Return of the Jedi. However, because Lucas had developed most of the backstory, the idea of the prequels continued to fascinate him. Hmm. And then in the early 90s, a resurgence in the popularity of the wake of Dark Horse's comic line and Timothy Zane's trilogy of novels, Lucas saw there was still a large audience for this idea of a prequel film. And with the development of special effects, and and he he wanted to start telling the story of Anakin Skywalker instead of Obi Wan, like the originals were. Luke and Lucas began writing the prequel trilogy on November first, nineteen ninety four, which which was the year that yours truly was born. Enter the world. Yes, 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 yes. Um, and it was adopted from a 15-page outline and larger budget and possibilities. And yeah, we all know that um that and this was the first. This was the first one since 1977 that Lucas actually directed, I think. Really? Oh, no, actually, oh, you're right, yeah. Yeah, because he didn't direct Empire and Return of the Jedi, right? No, there were two other directors that did it. Um, so, and, um, Okay, everyone has opinions of this film. Some people really like it. Some people, not so much. Actually, most people, not so much. Because I think one of the things is, did you know George Lucas actually wrote scenes on the way to filming during this movie? Yeah, he, he was not in the best mindset for a lot of this. And, you know, he probably thought that with all the new technology now, it would have been so much better. Right, exactly. The Simpsons even did a joke on this. Yep, Simpsons did it. You better believe it. When they were making fun of it, and they call, I think they call it Galaxy Wars, and they're like, and they're like watching through this movie, and they're like, oh my god, this is so boring. Um, And, and when they confronted the the character who was supposed to be George Lucas. There he says, but better technology. It, it makes the movie so much better. And Lisa says, better technology doesn't mean better storytelling. Exactly. Listen up, everyone out there. It doesn't mean better storytelling. Yeah. And you know, I get it. I think George Lucas wanted to play around with a lot of the new technology and he thought it would make it better, but don't for don't forget, folks, Phantom Menace, 
And I've talked about this a bunch of times on this podcast. Yeah. It created a phenomenon called phantom medicine. Yep. Which, for those who don't know, is when people, after a sequel was released, people try to convince themselves that it's a good movie. Yeah, there's a lot of that sometimes. Like, it's good. It's really good. Like, oh, it sucks. Like, and, you know, in another movie, which I'm sure we'll be talking about a little later, also from George Lucas. But I think the thing is, it's like, because, like I said, the late, great Roger Ebert actually gave this movie a positive review. Mm-hmm. So, 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 yeah, that that was the first of the um, Star Wars movies that they waited a long time for and then you know six years later we had revenge of the sith which was the end of the prequel trilogy yep and then when you thought things went down when you thought things went down to the shitter 10 years later a new hope <laughs> but i'm being was on the horizon oh yeah so, yeah, we all know what happens in the time between between the between the Revenge of the Sith and and um and the Force Awakens. Yep. Well, what happened? Well, we'll tell you. Um 2012 Disney Disney bought Lucasfilm. Yep. So now Star Wars is officially owned by the mouse. Disney. They own everything. Yeah, they yeah, they kind of do at this point. They don't own us though, so that's good. Yes, true, true, true. Um okay, so he had discussed the idea of a sequel trilogy for a long time, even after the conclusion of the original trilogy, like we talked about. Then in 2012, Disney bought Lucasfilm. And, and then he... And then what happened was The Force Awakens' first screenplay was written by Michael Arndt. At the time, this was rock. Oh, okay. It says right here, as a creative consultant on the film, Lucas attended early story meetings and was advised of the details of the Star Wars universe among the materials that he turned over to the production team. That were story treatments for episode seven to nine, which was requested by the by Kathleen Kennedy, mm-hmm. Bob Iger, Alan Horn, and Kevin Mayer. Lucas said Disney had discarded his story ideas. And he had no further involvement in the film. First screenplay was written by Michael Arndt at the time of his hiring. And then he was tapped to pen story treatments. And they then found their guy. They were actually considering David Fincher, Brad Bird, John Favreau, Guillermo del Toro. I remember all that, too. I remember following all the news feeds for that at the time. Their first choice was actually Brad Bird. 
to direct episodes uh, seven? Yeah. Oh, wow. And after a suggestion by Steven Spielberg to Kathleen Kennedy, J.J. Abrams directed, was named director in January 2013. I swear to God, the reason why he got hired was because of Star Trek. Hey, the Star Trek and Star Wars. No, I swear to you, because if we think about it, and I'm going to go on a quick tangent, but he directed Star Trek 2009 and Star Trek Into Darkness, and that Lucasfilm probably saw that. I'm like, all right, we're going to have him direct Star Wars, and literally, he just he did a great job. So, with all three, Star Trek, Star Trek Into Darkness, and two and Star Wars. So, so I think the, so. So the film started going into production in May 2013. Yeah. And and it was released in December of 2015. Correct. It was released in December 2015 and and what did we think of it? I liked it. Oh, I liked it too. Yeah, I thought it was actually The Force Awakens was a great reintroduction. To the franchise. It, you know what? I'm going to say unpopular opinion here. I thought The Force Awakens was the only really good one of the Star Wars sequel trilogy. I mean, you and I are pretty much on the same boat there, buddy. Yeah, I didn't really like um, The Last Jedi, and I did not like Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. But I did, I thought this was a, I thought this was a good, you know, I thought this was, I remember when I saw this in theaters with our good friend, Justin Favaro. Yep. I saw this with him. And, and I remember like every time there was like a, a throwback to the original, like, you know, we saw this scene in the trailer. Remember? Yeah. Chewie, we're home. Yeah. Yeah. The audience. Clapping like crazy. Um, I know I, that happened with us too. And I, when we started, like, there were people screaming on in the theater, like, yes, it's crazy. Lightsaber, yeah, literally every throwback theory. Like, oh, we'll take the junk. Oh my god, it's the Millennium Falcon. Yeah, every nerd is having the biggest nerdgasm of their life. Freaking crazy, guys. Um. Is having the biggest nerdgasm of their life. Um, but anyway, and then, and then, Han Solo, it is I, CP3O. Yeah. And my brother and I made this joke about when, when R2T2 comes back and CP3O, R2, I have so much to tell you. And uh, then, yeah. then R2, okay, I'm going back to sleep. Yeah, and and of course we know the ending that everybody when we meet when we see Kylo Ren, oh no, we Luke Skywalker, Luke Skywalker. I I haven't seen it a little bit. Forgive me. I know. Oh my God! It's Luke Skywalker, everyone. Oh my God! Yeah. Crazy. 
Like, I love me some Mark Hamill too. Don't get me wrong, but it's like, you know, it was the, it, yeah, the audience clapped like a bunch of seals. It's ridiculous. Every time you see something from the old Star Wars, it's nonstop clapping. It was crazy. You don't, you don't blame them. No, 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 I don't. Um, but bottom line, do you have anything else to say on this or no? No, I don't think I have anything to say on that. Yeah. Well, All right, we're I, done. Good night. No, I'm just kidding. We got more to talk about. Going to bed. Good night. God bless. God bless. Um, but yeah, so um, is it my pick? It was your pick, my friend. All right. So we're going to take it back for a second to 2015 as well. Ooh, 2015. That was a good year. Good. Really? So, 2014 and 2015 had some of the best movies in recent years, truthfully. All right, let's hear it. Franchises and original films, too. But Jurassic World? Uh, Bill and I were... T- the moment that that very first trailer that they released, um, that first trailer they released with, like, the park is open type of thing, like that whole, like, tagline and stuff like that, mm-hmm. it worked so well. It was... And honestly, this one was a great fresh take on the franchise. I mean, Jurassic World took a franchise that they knew were going to have success with it, right? They 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 knew. All right, we're 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 bringing back Jurassic Park. We're going to take a new, have a new, fresh new take on it. Let's see what happens, right? So, the part that always got me, Bill. I don't know if this ever hit you or not, but I love this movie so much because it was a fresh take on a franchise that really ended, you know, somewhat mediocrely with the Lost World Jurassic, uh, with Jurassic Park 3, forgive me. That one was okay. But this one, it took the franchise back and made a brand new successful franchise back out of it again with Chris Pratt, Bryce Dallas Howard, and and even on the the later two films like Jurassic, Jurassic World Dominion and Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. These are movies that had the original cast come back too for those films too. But this first one, Jurassic World, was just something so special. Um, it really... I, I'm trying to think how to explain this. Forget me. I had my train of thought everyone and I, was, and I lost my train of thought. Forget me. But, um, but Jurassic World, as a film... The fact that I, I just they put out a couple of really good trailers. The director, Colin Trevorrow, that's where I was going with this. The, the director, actually, he I remember him saying how he wanted to modernize the park and envision the park is open now. Here you go. Right. Mm-hmm. He wanted to modernize that and say, but then he wanted a modern angle of like, all right, people are going to be bored with it. People are going to be upset with it. Like, oh, it's just let me take on my phone. It's just a stupid dinosaur or whatever. They actually are trying to, um, you know what I mean? Like, it's it very interesting. It, it, it was a fresh take on the franchise. My cousins, I want to give a shout out to them. Not, not my, 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 my dad's side, but on my mom's side. They are huge Jurassic Park fans. They are huge fans of this franchise, and they love it. So this, is, this little part of this is for you guys. Uh, but yeah, it's it's a phenomenal, great movie overall. It really did, like I said, it brought back a franchise that we thought was gone. 
and they Steven Spielberg produced it. Colin Trevor directed it. And he Colin Trevor was one of the guys who was the, one of the driving forces to say, I want this movie to happen. I want my vision. And Universal's like, all right, you can do it. Go ahead. And they made it work. It was an incredibly it fun worked. Movie. It did. It worked. It was a fun movie. What more do you want? So Jurassic World, uh, not the first one, uh, not Fallen Kingdom, not Dominion, but Jurassic World from 2015 was a great movie. Like I'll be honest, I did not like the new one. The, the new Jurassic World? This year. Oh, no. The one that came out this year. No, I, I didn't even see it. So I, I thought it was garbage. I, I heard it was terrible, yeah. Yeah, but you know what? I remember seeing the first... Okay, I'll be honest. First Jurassic World, I thought it was... I thought it was great. I thought it was okay. Okay. Hey, we, we are allowed to have a difference of opinion. Um, yes, j- j- just because we do a podcast together doesn't mean we are, are going to grant everything, but yeah. But, you know, I thought the movies were the movie was so-and-so. Like, I'll be honest, Bryce Dallas Howard's nephews. Oh, like the, yeah, the kid? They annoyed me. Oh, it's the same kid from Iron Man 3. Did you know that? Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah, it's the same but kid. But you know what? Like, here's, here's my thing with kid actors. They try to make them act so unrealistic and not like real kids. I'm like, yeah, that kind of gets to people. Like, I remember, like, this one thing. Like, I heard mom and dad are getting a divorce. I'm like, what? And I'm like, oh my god, I don't care. Let's move on. But, but then you know what part really made me want to stand up and applaud. This is for Doug Walker. Ready? Say it, Bill. Rex. 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 But T Rex, when that stepped on screen, I'm like, yes. Yes. Oh, yeah. So when you hear its roar, I am awesome. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, Jurassic World is one of my picks, and I uh, a sequel that I don't I don't think we ever expected to see or hear hear from. But we 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 went back to the park. We went back to the park. Welcome to Jurassic World. Yeah. What what's your next pick, bud? Okay, my next pick. Okay, then this is something that you have on your list too. I do. What is it? Dun 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 This movie came out in 2006 and Rocky 5 was in 1990. Yes, Rocky Five came out in 1990, and and um, yeah, Rocky Five went okay. If you want to know more of my thoughts on Rocky Five, check out our episode from last week when we talked about sequels that aren't as bad. Yes, as everybody says they are. Um, that aren't as bad as everyone says they are. Go check that out. Um. Okay, but Rocky Balboa, like, 
All right. The um. Okay. The be. It began. Okay. The shooting began in December 2005. Okay. And what happened was... Okay. Hmm. Yeah, I should have done the research beforehand, folks. I'm sorry. Um, okay. It gives nod to the previous installment, most obvious, the return of Stallone. And... And the, and also, and also some other folks who were the only actors that were Tony, Tony Burton, who, who played Duke, Rocky's trainer, and Burt Young, who played Paulie. They were actually the only original, they were actually the only original ones that were that were from the first two films. Yeah. And they were the only ones from the original films. And because what happened was that um there was actually a there was actually a plot there was actually a plot element not addressed in the plot of the film, and that was when Rocky was diagnosed with brain damage and never to fight again. Mm-hmm. And Stallone clarified the inconsistency. When Rocky was diagnosed with brain damage, it must be noted that many athletes have a form of brain damage, including football, soccer, and other individual sports such as rugby. Rocky never went for a second opinion, yielded to his wife's wishes to stop, so at the advent of new... Research techniques into brain damage. Rocky was found to be normal among fighters. He was suffering the results of severe concussion. By today's standards, Rocky would have been given a clear bill of health for fighters. So this film... Okay. So for those of who have not seen the movie... Okay, and the reason why they probably waited so long is because maybe after Rocky Five was such a disaster, yeah, they're probably like, yeah, we're staying away from this. We're, we're, we're done. No more Rocky movies. We done. We we're done. We out. Right. We're done. Goodbye. No more. But maybe they were like, oh, maybe one more wouldn't hurt, and. Okay, I just want to note, and I know we've kind of noticed this in the beginning. We're not, I'm not going to talk about the Creed movies because I look at those as like their own thing. So, right, not exactly. Even though I am excited for Creed 3 to come out in, um, in March, but that's neither here nor there. Um, here's the, here's the, now, Here's the plot for those who haven't seen it. It takes place years later. Um, Adrian has passed on. She has passed on. I'm guessing Talia Shire didn't want to come back. So no, she didn't want to come back. So they it probably this is a dramatic thing of what happened. Hello, Talia Shire here. 
Hey, Talia! Oh, hi, Sly. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you? I, I'm doing just great. What can I do for? We're making another movie. You want to come in? Come on, Sly. Seriously? I've done this for 30 years. Do we really? Come on. I'm kind of bored with my life right now. I want to, I'm going through a kind of midlife crisis, so uh, I want to make another Rocky. I'm sorry. I'm, I, I can't. We can't do this anymore. Please. No, no, no. I'm not going to do it. Okay, fine. Bye. Talia's out, so we'll kill off Adrian. So. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, but now. Adrian has passed on. And Rocky now owns a restaurant. Called Adrian's. Yeah. And, you know, it shows that Rocky is having a bit of a issue with his son. Right. Of them having their issues. And then, meanwhile, the heavyweight champion of the world, Mason the Line Dixon, actually... Yeah. Want, actually, is being viewed as not a real champ, so he wants to fight Rocky. And Rocky goes back in the ring. Yeah, just as an exhibition, but it, it turns out to be something else. You want to know something um, something interesting of all the Rocky villains? Once you think about it, Mason the Lion Dixon, he's not really a villain. No, he's not. Once you think of as you can see, he seems very level-headed. He see, he seems like he has a lot of respect for Rocky. Yeah. Like, he doesn't... Yeah, and you know what? If you... Yeah, and you see the... um, And you know what? um, what, what is so interesting is at the end when they have him lose in a split decision just like in the first one. Yeah. But during that, he really just doesn't. He doesn't care. Mm-hmm. And then, but you know, there's actually an alternate ending when he when he wins. I have I haven't seen that cut, but I do know what you're talking about. No, there's an alternate ending where Rocky actually wins mm. because they said that some people wouldn't be able to hold the um wouldn't be able to do the um wouldn't be able to handle the bittersweetness of it. So I said, okay, we'll make an alternate and then where Rocky wins. But you know, a lot of it is throwbacks into the previous like the previous movies. Like for instance, um remember the girl Marie who Rocky was walking home in the first one and she said, screw you, creepo. Yeah. And she's now all grown up. Right. So I feel like what I like about this movie is they don't do too many flashbacks. Like, they don't do many. Like, uh, the problem I think it is with Nostalgia Prophet today is that they just shove nostalgia in your face. Remember this? Remember this? Remember this? Remember this? Yeah. Remember that? Yeah, no, I hear you, man. But now, but they don't do that in this movie. No. They make it a very current thing too, which is nice. They make they do make it more current. 
Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So we had to wait 16 years. We had to wait 16 years between Rocky Five and Rocky Balboa. And, and again, we had, then we had to wait uh, like almost 10 years. Again, I'm not, we're not talking about the Korean movies. Those are their own things. Right. They're, they're their own thing. So we won't be discussing that tonight. All right, JT, over to you. Well, believe it or not, this is on my list too. So I'll just shed some light on it really quick if that's okay. Okay. Hey, you know what that means? Oh my God. Ready? One, two, three. <laughs> we we swiped. swiped right. It's been a little while. Been a little bit there, bud. We swiped right. <laughs> yes, we did. Um, Bill went into a lot of depth in this. I, I'm not going to spend too much time with this, but this is one of my picks as well. Um, I will say that um, this movie, it was if Creed didn't happen, it was an, it, it, it would be a nice send off for the franchise, and you know I mean? it would have been a nice ender for the closer for the franchise, and um, you know, I, I feel like it would have been a really like it, it's a perfect. It, 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 we got the Creed movies so far. We got Creed one, Creed two, Creed three is coming out soon. I think Creed three might be the last one that Rocky is in. I don't think he's in it. Oh, he's not. Oh, I wasn't sure. I was. Well, they, they haven't shown Stallone in the trailers, so I mean, he he could be in there last minute. Who knows? I mean, uh, fingers crossed. But 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 Stallone uh, played a big role in the first one and someone in the second one. So yeah, but oh, the Creed films that is. Um, but uh, but Rocky Balboa though, I mean, it was a nice send off. And also this movie, this movie was Stallone's return to uh, box office stardom because. If you think about it, Rocky Six, then Rambo Four, and then then the Expendables films, then he was able to go and do other films as well. So this was a kind of a, a, a small comeback for Stallone as well. So, uh, which was I, I I love the movie a lot. The the fact that it ended in a split decision, a split decision, and he did lose, was such a great ending, truthfully, to this character and this and this this franchise. So I I loved it quite a bit, but that's just me. Yeah, well, um, you know. You know what? When you said end of the franchise, I wouldn't really say um, what Rocky Balboa. You know, with the you know with the with the Creed movies, I would say Rocky Balboa is the end of Rocky's story. Yeah, it's the uh, end of Rocky's story, and Creed is the Creed one and two is more the beginning is the beginning of well Michael B. Jordan's character, and yeah, in that film. Because I feel like in the Creed movies, yeah, there are still parts of Rocky's story. But they're slowly fading away from it. Yeah, like, did you see Creed 2? Or... Did I? No, I saw the first one. I didn't see Creed 2. Yeah, so I'm not going to give you spoilers for Creed 2. But, um, no, no, no. no. Go ahead. But, you know, I'll just say it does end Rocky's story. But because I feel like when they go from Rocky Balboa to the Creed movies... Rocky's still in it, but he goes from being the main focus to being more of a supporting role. Right, right. He's more of the mentor more than anything. Yeah, he becomes basically more the, you know, he basically becomes more of the mentor than the actual star. <laughs> Rocky becomes the Mickey character, if anything. In a way, he does. So, Except it doesn't have the best line. It was from Rocky Five. Get up, you son of a bitch. Mickey loves you. No, oh, God. Don't go there. Anyways, but, but Rocky Balboa, a really solid movie overall. Um, 
and it was a nice send off for the character for, 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 until we got the Creed films. So yeah, you know, since um I went off on this when you had this, I'll give you a mulligan. With that, oh, you're gonna let me go? Yeah, I'll let you go. All right, I wonder if this one. I wonder if this one's on your list too. But let's. I only have like two more because it's getting it's getting late to the point where I actually have to sign off for the evening. But that's okay. I'm, I'm gonna talk about let's talk about three more. Okay. Okay, because I got a few more. So. All right. Cool. I got three more, and one of them is I. You'd be surprised, but the first one is The Incredibles two. Guess what? Oh my god! <laughs> one, two, three. Wee! Wee! All righty. We swiped right twice, ladies and gentlemen. So we swiped right twice on the same exact movie. Uh, Bill, I will take you out to pizza anytime you want. <laughs> okay, sounds good. Let's get some pizza. Let's get some food. Anyways, Incredibles 2. I'll go first this time. Sounds good. Incredibles 2 waited how long was it? 14 years? Um, I think 15 years. It was two thousand. No, it was four. It was fourteen because it was two thousand four to uh, twenty eighteen. That sounds about right. Yeah. Hold on, Incredibles. Bill is gonna fact check myself for a sec, but Incredibles two, man. Oh yeah, it did come out in twenty eighteen. It came out twenty nineteen. Oh, I don't know. See, I got you because I saw it in theaters. Um, this movie. First up, I still liked it for what it was, but I don't think we're going to see an Incredibles 3, if you know what I mean. I don't, I don't think we're going to see an Incredibles 3, even though the first one set it up to be a franchise. Uh, for, for it set it up to be a franchise uh, from the first one. Like, they set it up to have a sequel or sequels. That being said, Incredibles 2, I, mean, I liked it for what it was, and but there were a lot of people that had a lot of complaints with it and stuff like that. I mean, yes, they brought back the original cast and stuff like that, Brad Bird did direct it. Um, it was just a. It was a, a, a. What the one thing that threw me off, and it's still. I still remember to this day. I'm sitting down in the theater and I'm watching the the start of the movie of Incredibles two, and it picks up. It picks up right where the first one ended, and it was a 14 year gap between. I feel like a lot of people going into this movie just assumed, oh. Oh, it's going to be Incredibles 2. It's going to be a continuing story, but it's going to be several years later when they they, they announced it and stuff like that. But no, they picked it up right where they left it off, which I thought was an interesting Do I think it was the best choice they could have done? No, but I think I'm not Brad Bird. I'm not the director of Mission Impossible uh, 3 and Incredibles, so don't take it for what it's worth for me. But we got the movie we got, and what w- was it fun? For, was it fun? Was it enjoyable? Yeah. So, so some people were telling me at one point, I never liked the animation style of it. I never liked the well. You got to remember too, Incredibles one was two thousand and four. That was a long time ago, and the CG has improved a lot since then. And the CG in this one is updated. It's it's the same story, same characters, but it's a little updated. So. I liked it for what it was worth. I mean, I'm, 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 Incredibles is one of my favorite Pixar movies in general. So, by a great studio, Pixar is one of the best studios out there, too, mind you. But yeah, Incredibles two. I liked it for what it was. Um, will Will they do a third one? I don't know. What do you think, Bill? Do I think they will do a third one? No, no. And, and I, what, what What's your take on it as well? I'm just curious. On Incredibles two, I'm going to be honest. I did not hate this movie. 
but we didn't, we didn't love it. I didn't love it. And you know what? And I have problems with it. And yeah, you know, one of the things is I don't like that they just picked it off from where the first one la- left. Uh, that's what I was just mentioning. Yeah. Because, you know, if, you know, if, if you waited like a year or two, if you waited like a year or two, that's or three years, that's one thing. But this was 14 years. Yeah. You know, I would have liked to seen. I would have liked to seen maybe, you know, Violet as a in college, um, Dash in high school, maybe Jack Jack in like elementary school, middle school. I would have liked to seen that. Yeah, I, I would have loved to have seen that too. But they, they, they. They did a different style of, you know, it, it was just different for what it was. And you know what? And it's also because, and they also didn't bra- bring back the guy who originally Dash, who originally voiced Dash because, you know. Didn't the other guy die? Who, the kid? No, the, the voice actor, yeah. He did? No, did he? I don't know. I'm asking you. No, no. I think what happened was because... You know, since Dash is still supposed to be like 10 or 11 years old. Oh, because of maturity and age. Right, right, right. Sorry. And, you know, the 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 actor who they originally got to play, who originally got to play Dash, I guarantee he was like in his 20s now. And he wouldn't and, they prob- and now that his voice has changed, they probably had to get someone else. Yeah. But... That's the, but I didn't hate this movie. I just didn't like that they waited so long to do a sequel and they could have just, you know, picked it up years later instead of going right after where the first one left off. Yeah. You know, that, that's, you know, that's the problem when they do sequels years later. I agree. They either, they either go, they either have a completely weird new story or they go right from or they just pick up right where it left off right that's my thoughts thank you for coming to my TED talk yeah I'm glad glad to be here um yeah but Incredibles 2 I mean we got will we see Incredibles 3 I doubt it I doubt we're gonna see Incredibles 3 truthfully it would be something if they did but I'm just I don't know. You know what I mean, Bill? I absolutely know what you mean. So, but yeah, I just, I enjoyed it for what it was, but I don't think we're going to see a third one. And it's because based on the mixed reception or the positive mixed reception of the second one. But yeah, that's just me. All right. Uh, since we both have this on our list, do you want me to pick another one? Um. Yeah, go right ahead. All right, cool. I Because I want to see if we- I want to see if what this is uh, this is on your list too. Okay. All right, ready, everyone. Go. Toy Story three. Now this was actually not on my list. It was not. I'm surprised because it's. I want to talk about Toy Story four as well. I feel like. Can you talk about Toy Story four? Is that okay? Yes, because I did see it. So. Yeah. You didn't. I just. I was like, why? Why Toy Story four? They. I don't know. It's beyond me. But anyways. Toy Story 3. This is a movie that waited. The first one was 
1995, 1995, and 2010. This one waited, how long was it? 11 years. Oh, thank you. 11 years. This movie did the opposite of what Incredibles did. Incredibles just picked up right where it left off. But this one, Toy Story 3, actually had Andy grow up. It actually had Andy get old. It showed how what toy it's, it's whatever. It's what happens to all these other people. It happens. It really shows the evolution of kids. You, you grow up and it's like, all right, your toys are getting old. You're going to you move on to other things. Your, your stuff lays in a bin. And that's that. That's the opening like 20 minutes in the movie. Now, the rest of the movie, too, is pretty dark for what it's worth. Like the bar with Lotso and the whole toy um, whole. Um, if you haven't seen Toy Story 3, get on it. It's actually a little scary. Yeah, it is. It's like, how, like what happens to toys in a daycare. It's crazy. So, And, of course, the Toy Story 3. Baby, how you gonna make a grown man cry? Where was that from? Which part was that? No, it's from another. It's from a song. Oh, sorry, sorry. Anyways, but no, that the the ending. Come on, yeah, oh. yeah, you folk, yeah. Come on, I know you. Most of us got teary eyed at the end of Toy Story three. Bill, I remember being in the movie theater and crying my eyes at the fact that it was done because I thought I thought this was the last one we were going to say. And sure. And sure enough, I mean, we didn't, of course, but like it, it was a perfect ending. I, for a while, you know, those you don't know, I, I I pay attention to movie news and stuff like that, and streaming and all that stuff. One of my favorite moderators is John Campion. John Campion, I love you. You're an incredible, incredible YouTube sensation, and I I, I love your work. One of the things that he said was, so people people would ask him in 2012, 13, 14, was, will we ever see Toy Story four? His answer was just what I just said and what Bill just said. The ending of this movie was perfect. The ending of Toy Story 3 was a fantastically perfect ending. You didn't need to see another one. It was a perfect, it was like Rocky Balboa. It was a perfect send-off. But no. But no, they did something a little different. They got Toy Story 4. But I love this movie too. But yeah, go ahead, Bill. Yeah, the ending for those who haven't seen. Okay, for those who have seen it, you know the ending. It's at the end of the movie. Um, Annie's getting ready to go off to college. He goes to the local girl to the name to his young neighbor Bonnie. Yeah, and he gives all the and he gives all the um and he gives all the toys to to her and he's like and he's like telling and she's like telling he's like telling her all about them and then this is the one that gets me teary eyed he picks up Woody yeah and he says this is my most special toy you're gonna take good care of him right and she goes I will and and then Andy leaves and then Woody so long partner I'm getting emotional right now man <laughs> like it's bad because you know what like that's like the that was the and you know that's pretty much the end of it I mean, that was the definitive we're gonna talk about Toy Story 4 in a second I'll not build that but um this this was what are you talking about, JT? There's only three. <laughs> oh god, here we go. 
Uh, you yeah. pull that with Indiana Jones. I pull that with this. Um, All right, fair enough. You want to talk about it now? Yeah, well, let me just say this last thing about Toy Story 3. It's just that before we get to the film that I wish didn't exist, but Toy Story... um. But Toy Story 3, um, because you know what, like this film, and I'm sure I'll, I'll touch on elements of this in Toy Story 4, but it's sort of like, you know, people in this film who they call, who are called Andyites, people who grew up with the film, because the name's right. character's name is Andy. Yeah. And when they grew, and when they, move along the, the series it's at like different stages of your life like, like when you're 10 yeah. and playing with your toys is the first one then the second one is when you're is when you're um older and you start throwing your old toys away right and then three when you're getting ready to go off to college yeah and you know a lot of the because a lot of the people were Andy's age when the when the first one came out, and also with that ending, um, I I must I think I talked about this before. There was a meme after the uh, great Stan Lee passed away. Okay, and um, it had Stan Lee as Andy, and it had the little girl Kevin Feige. Oh. That's right. And he's like showing all the Marvel characters. Yeah. And he goes, and this is my most and this is my most special one. And he's of course talking about he's of course talking about hold on one second folks. Sorry. Technical issues. <laughs> so and he goes, and this is my most special one, and I want you to take good care of it. And he's, of course, talking about Spider-Man. Oh, yeah. And he goes, you're going to take good care of them, Kevin, right? Oh, you're going to take good care of them, Kevin. And then Spider-Man Woody. So long, partner. And, yeah, but now we talk about the movie, which I wish didn't exist, but unfortunately, it exists. <laughs> <laughs> and that is of course Toy Story 4 is of course Toy Story 4 um the okay I'm gonna be honest with you this movie Toy Story 3 ended on a perfect note. Yep. It ended the franchise perfectly. But Toy Story 4, I don't think it was bad. Okay, maybe it was. But, like, here's the thing. It's like, the toy owners are now with Bonnie. The toys are now with Bonnie. And Woody still being, you know, Woody and people getting sick of him. And... You know what? It's like, and knowing that Bonnie is growing a little bit, it's like, and then Bo Peep, who wasn't in Toy Story 3, she yeah. comes back for this one. And it's like, the attitude of the, okay, the way I described it to Justin was Woody is like the, is like 
the mom who doesn't want to see her kid grow up, the one who would latch herself onto your foot when you get to your dorm on college moving day, freshman year. Right. Um, and Bo Peep is basically like the the divorced empty nester who's like, hey, got no kid, got no spouse. My kid's grown up, got no spouse. Time for me to live my life. And, and you know, I feel like it's just, I feel like it's just, and, and, you know, what I don't like about this movie, Buzz, my favorite character, Buzz, they dumped him down. They just turned him into such an idiot. Yeah. The inner voice says, shut up. I just want to take my, my cup I'm drinking my soda in and throw it at the freaking screen. And I know that's probably illegal, but I, I, I remember watching that when he was doing that. I'm like sitting there thinking, I want to take my, I want to take my soda, my popcorn, and throw it at the screen and run out before anyone sees me. Because, but you know what? I will say this: like there are, like there are characters who are new in the movie, like this baby doll who's broken and doesn't have an owner, and she really wants one. You know. It could, you know, how I said in Toy Story 3, most of the people who maybe grew up in the first one are now, you know, are now in college. When it comes to Toy Story 4, a lot of those kids from the first one, a lot of them now have families of their own. Yeah. A lot of them are grown up and have children of their own. And, and like, and, and like that baby doll who's broken, maybe that could represent someone who, maybe someone who really wanted to have children but couldn't. Mm. So, you know, maybe that is a, maybe that's sort of like an, an analogy for infertility. But yeah, that's what I say about the, um, But yeah, Toy Story 4, not just Toy Story 3 just ended perfectly. Yep. And yeah, those are that's my thought on Toy Story 4. Cool. All right. Okay. It's my I, turn. I am good. So if you want to list off whatever you got left, go ahead. I'm doing this to get back at you for acknowledging Toy Story 4 exists. Oh, Jesus. All right. Yes, we're going there, JT. Oh god. Indiana Jones in the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Oh, man. Hey, watch it, pal. Go ahead. You acknowledge that this, that the other one exists? You know what they say, J. You know what they say, JT. Karma. Payback's a bitch. It is. Go on. Talk to me. Okay. Okay, so... Anyway, so okay, the la- the the um la- Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade was in 1989, right? Yes. And and then this one was 2008. And this one was in 2008. Um Yeah, so 
And because in the late 70s, Lucas and Spielberg made a deal with Paramount to make five Indiana Jones films. Really? Okay. But Lucas left the series end after the Last Crusade because he, he couldn't think of a good plot device for the next installment. So he hmm. produced the prequel series, The Young Indiana Jones Chronicles. Oh, okay. And and um you know throughout the 90s and then Luke he wanted to do like a science fiction kind of element right and and um for for a while, you know starting in like the 90s they started thinking about a script and then in 2000 Spielberg said that his children constantly asked him about what he would when he would make the next Indiana Jones film and then boom the pro the project was soon revived and the the writers were hired in 2002 uh you know what was actually originally intended to write a and write it for a 2002 shoot? Uh, Frank Darabont. M. Night Shyamalan. Oh, I tried. <laughs> and and so but then Frank Darabont was hired to write it in 2002 and it was originally going to be called Indiana Jones and the City of Gods which was set in the 1950s when ex-Nazis were pursuing Jones and Spielberg conceived the idea because of real-life figures such as Juan Perón in Argentina who protected Nazi war criminals. Hmm. And, and then... You know, Darmont said that Spielberg... Loved the script, but Lucas didn't like it and decided to take writing over himself. And Lucas and Spielberg said in the 1950s during the Cold War. And, and then filming started in June of 2007. Yep. It started in June 2007, and okay, we, we don't really need to go into detail, because JT's going to smack me upside the head for it. Um, oh my god. <laughs> this is just another example of Phantom Medicine. Yeah. People were trying to convince themselves, it's good, it's good, it's good! But it sucked. It was not good. Like, I actually personally don't think the film is horrible. No, it's not a bad film. It's just there were some story points that didn't make sense. Like the fridge. The, well, the fridge was one thing. but yeah, JT likes to live in a world where this movie doesn't exist, don't you? Some parts of it doesn't exist. The story is a great story. Don't get me wrong. It's just that this one is like... Uh, 
you know what I mean? Like, telling me there's only three. Well, because going back to Toy Story 3 for a sec, that film series ended on a perfect note. The Last Crusade ends with them grinding off into the sunset. How much more perfect can you get? Okay, that is true. See? Are you trying to convert me to your side? No, no, no. I'm just saying that. Dun, 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 dun. But now I could. Yeah, but that's what I say. This movie. This. Yeah. So they waited almost 20 years for this. Yeah. And then. Come this June. A fifth one. And what do you think of that? I the trailer I, we did a trailer review on our, our YouTube channel. Check it out. I'm very intrigued that they're doing what they're doing. I don't know what's gonna happen. I think it's his final outing as the character at Harrison Ford. I think so. Um, but as far as like you have me intrigued, I mean you have my attention. Uh, I'll go see it. Uh, the one thing that has me going though is that the director of um. Uh, Ford v Ferrari and Logan. That guy, James Mangold, he's directing it. It's not Spielberg, which has me very and very intrigued because maybe the franchise needs to switch it up a little bit. You know, I I can't believe they still got Harrison Ford to do this. He's the dude 80. is eighty years old. He's eighty years old. They got a grandpa to get off on. You know, it's like one of those. The dude things. is freaking eighty years old. Like, do we really need another one? I mean. I think it's just, I think it's a send-off role, though. I'm not sure, but we'll have to see. So oh, here's a big question. What? Do Are they, they gonna it? kill off Indy? I don't know. I don't want to think about that yet. <laughs> you don't you just don't want to think about that, do you? I don't think they will. I think it'll just end on a certain on a very heartwarming note, but that's just me. So yeah, apparently this one's going to take place in the 60s. Yes, I heard. In the late 60s, and the U.S. government recruit, recruited former Nazis to help beat the Soviet Union. Yeah, and it, lo- it looks great. Everything they've done so far looks really good in that one trailer. So, You know what? Something I want to know. What? Are they going to bring back Shia LaBeouf? Or... No, as far as I know, he's not in it. They brought back Sala. From the first one and the third one. Huh. They brought back that actor, too. That's crazy. I forgot his name. But they did brought him back. That's crazy. Yeah, so... Yeah, so that's going to be... Yeah, so it took... So, yeah, this is another long-awaited sequel. They waited 15 years... Between Crystal Skull and Dial of Destiny, yeah, which which is a very interesting title, by the way, Dial of Destiny. I'm curious to see what they're gonna do. I am too. I'm very. I'm really curious, curious to see what they're gonna do. Yeah, I'm that comes very... out on June thirtieth. Yeah, next year, baby. Can't wait. Let's go. Let's go. Yes. Yeah. All right. Anything else? That's all I got. Do you have anything else? I have one more. All right. What do you got? One more. One more, Bill. Make it a good one. Fantasia. 
two wait fantasia wait really? yeah really okay go on you know why because okay maybe this is a little bit of an unorthodox pick no go on but this okay we were talking about movies that took 20 that took you know 15 20 years between each other all right of the movies we talked about this has officially beat top gun and top gun maverick how long was the wait 60 years that's crazy like the original fantasia came out in 1940 wow but you know what? Here's an interesting. Here's an interesting fact. Why? You ready? Yeah. Because Disney wanted to make this a continuing film series, okay. and have a new one released every couple years. But in but when the original Fantasia came out in 1940. The film was actually a box office flop because they had this. One of the things is they had this thing called Fanta Sound, which was basically the predecessor to Surround Sound, and it just was a. And you know they had to pay to have to install the sound systems into theaters that it was going to be shown in. Wow. So. They wanted to make a you know they wanted to make a new um. They wanted to make a um they wanted to keep making more Fantasia films, but since they were since at that time it took a lot of money to make, they didn't have the money to make another one. So until 60 years later. But if you if you watch the um the 1947 Disney film Make My Music, yeah. I think it's Make My Music. It's either Make My Music or Melody Time. There is actually a section segment called Blue Dabune, and it and they put like a pop song in it instead. That was actually supposed to be in the Fantasia sequel, but they re-released the short with the music that was going to be played in it. So, yeah, so this movie took 60 years because they wanted to continue what Walt Disney originally wanted. They wanted to do like a continuing film series. Right. And then they were going to do that after that, but they just say, yeah, that doesn't make sense. We're not going to do this anymore. Mm. All right. Okay. Not, I know not the most climactic one, but. Yeah, it's hey. just, uh, we did good. Hey, we did good. We did do good. Yeah. Is that it though? That is it. In the words of Imagine Dragons, guess what? There's nothing left to say. There's nothing left to say now. Woo. There's nothing well, that, to say. That was a good um that was a good show tonight, my guy. That was a really good show tonight. See, for, for picking out a topic only hours in advance, that was pretty good. Yeah, because um, um I was in the middle of something when you <laughs> yeah. yeah. So but all right, well, that's gonna do it for us, guys. Thank you so much for watching, listening, however you enjoyed us tonight. Uh, we want to thank all of you for enjoying this podcast with us as well. If you haven't already, follow the Sports Insanity Network. Oh, Sports Insanity Podcast on the Sports Insanity Network. And uh, coming soon, you'll be seeing a vlog from yours truly about Aaron Judge today. He's yes, back. big news. Big back news for Aaron Judge. Aaron back. Tell a friend. Hell yeah. yeah. So 
Go check that out. And also check out Thursday Night Gridiron and the Sports and City Podcast on all platforms. Shameless plug. And don't forget to follow the and subscribe to the sport the movie holics productions crew over there too. That that's Bill's other channel as well. Check that out as well. And if you haven't already, like, comment, subscribe, hit the bell, whatever you got to do, is follow us on all of our social media pages as well. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, and simply follow us on Instagram, simply at the Superview Show. So for all of us here at the Superview Show, for mixed picks, we will see you guys next week. So stay safe and take care. <laughs>